0: Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. Hey, hey, Charlie. Long time no see, right? <laughs> Oh man, it's such a privilege to, to speak this morning. I don't take um, preaching lightly. First, want to just thank uh, Pastor Phil and Pastor crucif for the incredible privilege it is to preach this morning, but also to be able to do what I do. I think it's an incredible blessing to be able to invest into the next generation. And you've just seen a glimpse of what God is doing in our teenagers. How great is what God is doing. Amen? Yeah. <clears throat> You know, we've seen our youth ministry grow this year and we've seen new people come and we've seen teenagers fall in love with Jesus and also, um, you know, meet Holy Spirit, which I'm so excited about because He's our helper. He's what helps us get through in life and also gives us incredible anointing to outwork the vision He has for our life. So I just want to thank you, church, for your constant investment, your love and support to our teenagers. I know that many of you, like I've said before, have invested uh, financially into them and into our youth ministry. And I just want to say thank you you're building God's kingdom and it's hope today is just a glimpse of the fruit of your investment into the next generation. And you've just seen what these guys have done in church, but I'm excited to see the fruit of, the, of what God does through them in their schools, in years to come. I tell you, these guys are going to be our future leaders of our church and our campuses. Who knows what God has for the future, right? So let's continue to pray. Please continue to pray for us and love our teenagers. And also, you know what? Kids and young adults are so important. And also, you know what? We love you guys too. So So this morning, I want to speak about something that I feel like uh, God is constantly challenging me about. And I really hope it's something that you can relate to. I think everyone can relate to. So we're going to get into it today. So... Uh, if you were to look at, um, you know, if you were to look at your social media, um, if I was to look at yours, I could probably tell the top five things you're passionate about. Um, but let's just look at me because it's, take the pressure off yourselves. But the top five things that I'm passionate about, if you were to look at my Facebook and Instagram, would be my husband, Herbie. How great was he on the drums this morning? He just amazes me and how much, you know, talent he has, right? So, yeah, I like to, you know... Boast about how amazing my husband is. Charlotte uh, Youth. What's up, Charlotte Youth? Give us a yell. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Uh, church, which is all you beautiful people. Uh, my family. I love my family. And if you don't know, one of my favourite bands is Foo Fighters. <laughs> I love rock. Yeah, music. Mm, yeah, it's great. Um, so if you were to look at Herbie's Instagram account, uh, you would see uh, me... Of course, right. You would see Bonavista Services, which is his business. He's very passionate about that, and uh, you would also see Lucas Band, which is part of his music, as his expression, as he loves to do. Um, it would also be food. Who doesn't love food, right? Who, who's one of those people that likes to take a picture of their food and share it online? Yeah. You know, um, I'm, uh, if, you don't, if you're not aware, Herbie is uh, half Filipino. And so every time we go out to dinner with his family, we're always taking a snapshot of our food because why not, right? Food's amazing. And, uh, and travel, Oh man, I miss. I need to do some more traveling. Um, and that'd probably about be about it on Herbie's account because he's not a big poster. Who's not a big poster? I've got to remind myself to post sometimes. So, um, but if we were to look at the majority of today's social media, what would it look like? What's some things that we could take from that? We probably would see things that people buy, expensive things people could buy, selfies, images of people. Sometimes people looking really nice. Um, we'd probably see muscles. Um, that's I don't like seeing lots of muscles, but anyway, people in the gym, images of holidays, people's perfect family, people showing the best parts of their life because that's what sometimes we do online. But I guess what all of these things have in common, what's this have to do about today? I think is that sometimes these things that are projected online are ingredients to what we think the world thinks success looks like. And even as Christians, I think we can fall into the trap of wanting the success that maybe we think that if we, uh, we tell ourselves, if we work a little harder, run a little faster, optimise ourselves, then we will reach the goal of being successful and finally happy, be finally happy. But the thing is, when you study people who've actually reached this level of success, um, what is it that you find I think we find that, you know, really how happy are they? And, you know, and we see so many stories of fatalities of people who, is, who are celebrities and divorces. And so, but what does God have to say? What does God say to us? You know, we live out of the fact that Jesus died and was resurrected, but he gave us an ultimate gift of salvation, but also the gift of grace um, that is given, as we heard before, uh, given by faith, not by works, not by what we do. And He, Jesus, redefines what success looks like in our life. And that looks like not building our own kingdom, but building the kingdom of God. And then ultimately, how good is our God? He builds our lives. So today, if you're taking notes, if you get your phone out, I always find I always get more when I'm writing stuff down and reflect on it later. So get if you've got your old school, get your notebook out, get your phone out. And uh, the title of today's message is Striving. God's grace is enough. Ah, striving. This is God always challenges me on this one. Let's pray and get into it. Lord, help us today to receive your Word, get a fresh revelation of just how good your grace is and how to live out of it every day. We thank you so much, Jesus. Amen. Fantastic. So firstly, let's look at what striving actually means. So i done a lot of looking at the dictionary this week. So uh, the dictionary says the define of striving is to make great effort to achieve or make things happen. To make great effort to achieve and make things happen, which not necessarily is a bad thing, but let's unpack that. So striving in itself isn't bad when it's directed towards uh, God you know, we want to make great effort to go towards God and His purpose in life. So the Word of God uses the word striving in good and bad. So let's look at the good. So it says in Luke 13, 24, work hard or other translations use the word strive to enter the narrow door to God's kingdom for many will try to enter but will fail. It also says in Colossians 1, 27 to 28, Paul writes, uh, we teach in the spirit of profound common sense that we can bring each other To uh, each person to maturity. To be mature is to be basic Christ. No more, no less. Uh, That's what I'm working so hard. In the NIV, it says striving day after day, year after year, doing my best with the energy that God has generously given me. So in this text, Paul is writing to the Church of Colossians from prison. He knew that God had called him as an apostle to help the church grow in maturity. Um, and as a Christian, that was, that was his purpose, what he felt that God had called him to do, which I think is all of our purpose, to spread the gospel. He also uh, didn't allow being in prison to stop him from doing that. He didn't see that as a limitation, but he knew that his calling and purpose and passion life was that. And it drove him to strive, to work hard, to achieve sharing the gospel of Christ. So it's not a bad thing when we want to work hard in telling people about Jesus. So, but what does worldly striving look like? It looks like, like I said before, building ourselves out, building our kingdom, making it about us, striving for position, power, wealth, and achievement to define us. It's not about, it's not good to have good things in life, but if we allow those things to define us, who we are, to fit in, um, and it can look like uh, seeking to impress, gain approval and applause from others, using our achievements, material things we own, how we look to make us feel good superior, to feel accomplished and happy, to be perfect, without fault, never stuffing up. Oh man, I sometimes feel that as a woman. To be amazing in our own eyes and perfect before God because we think by doing that, that means we will gain His love, His favour, His blessing and acceptance. So what are some examples of this? So the first thing, another thing I did is I Googled success defined by society because we know, we can look later what God says success is, but what's the pressures that we have? And it says in the the Merriam-Webster dictionary, it says, favourable or desired outcome, also the attainment of wealth, favour, prominence, and superiority. So already hearing that, I don't know about you, but I feel like the bar is so high. Like prominence and superiority, oh man, like I feel like I already fall short with that. Anyone else um, relate to that? Um, The other thing is I feel like prominence and fame in our society is so commonly seen and celebrated as a form of success. So I did a bit more further investigating and I found this quote and it says, people who get discovered, And gain this fame 99% of the time is because of a unique talent, skill, or do it plain better than anyone else. Whether it's acting, singing, dancing, painting, directing, writing, or producing. People who get famous do so by excelling at a skill to a very high level. It's what creates the illumination. And so the sad thing is that we're told that we celebrate we celebrate people for fame but 99 percent of the time people who get famous is because of a create a creative arts or something they're really good at which leaves only one percent um, from another line of work or reason so fame is not something that everyone can gain and it shouldn't be something that we go after because it doesn't produce good things in our lives but maybe fame is not your thing maybe you're like oh man. People looking at me or following me around would be the worst thing. I'd, I don't know how people do that, to be honest. Um, but maybe uh, it could be success in your life could be just ticking off these things. And I think some of these things I'm about to list are pressures we put on ourselves or maybe it's stuff that we just feel like we have to do to be successful in just the everyday life. So first one is go to college, maybe do, uh, you know, uni, uh, get married, have a nice car, Have a successful job that makes a lot of money. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Have the perfect family that lives in a nice house, has a dog. And I feel like there's this pressure. I don't know about you, but I've talked to people that to have all that stuff by the age of 30, I think there's this level of like, I don't know, I need to get that done before I hit 30. Um, And then after that, you know, work hard so you can retire. You know, who wants to be debt-free? Come on, debt-free. Have a few investment properties and leave a great legacy for your kids. You know, even the great Australian dream has been defined as this. Has anyone heard of the great Australian dream? It's the belief that in Australia, home ownership can lead to a better life. That's nice. And it's an expression of success and security. That's the pressure we put on ourselves as Australians. But these things within themselves are not bad things. You know, God still wants good things for your life. He doesn't want you to be poor and have nothing good. Uh, they're not bad things, but it's when we allow these things to define us as people. It's when it, we allow it to define our identity and our success and our security. That's when it can produce bad fruit within us and how we see ourselves and how we feel. And I think the good, the good question to ask ourselves on how we are going with this is to think about those things in your life that you're proud about and think about if any of them were to be taken away, would we feel like a failure? Would we find ourselves feeling lost and not knowing who we are? So what is the fruit of striving? So what happens to us? What happens to us when we find that we're not, uh, we're finding our identity in what we are or what we do or we're trying to be something sometimes? I think sometimes the feelings, I don't know about you, maybe it's just me, is that the feelings I get of unworthiness. I get tired. You can get depressed, carry anxiety, anxiety, feel exhaustion, sadness, have a performance mentality, you know, feel like there's impossible standards and expectations to live up to. And I think a really sad example of this is from a celebrity that I think you might know, and that's Robin Williams. And, you know, he was one of the most beloved actors. I used to love watching him as a kid. I used to love watching him in Hook and Jumanji. And... um, you know, he was a really really high achiever and he set out to have his to set out um, to do a whole bunch of things. The first thing he wanted to do, he said that he wanted to uh, have his own TV show and he did it. And then he decided he wanted to have the number 1 TV show of all time. Then he did it at the time. Then he said, I'm, I want to have the most magnificent family that loves me. And he did it. And then he said, I want to make more money than I could ever spend. And you know what? He did that too. And then he said, you know what? I want to make movies because TV shows are way too easy. And then he did that as well. And then he said, I want to win an Oscar for not being the funny person. I want to win an Oscar for being someone serious, a serious actor. And you know what? He did that. But the sad thing is none of these things satisfied him. None of these achievements gave him purpose. And sadly, we hear this story way too many times. It breaks my heart. and I think it breaks God's heart too, is that depression got the better of him and he ended his life. And the sad thing is like, there's so many people out there who this is their story, but Uh, if they'd only met Jesus and found that their true purpose and identity was in Him, then maybe they could still be here today. And I think that's why it's so important for us to share the Gospel with people. He is the hope of the world. And it is the good news that we need to share with people. Amen. And I think it's easy to look at people who aren't Christians, but I think for us today, we need to remind ourselves, like, what does this look like in our own lives? And I just want to share a little story about me. So I've worked in many different workplaces and one, and I found myself in a season of not realising but that I was striving. You know, I worked in a pretty high-paced, lots of events, high-stress environment. You know, I think it's important to remember That, you know, sometimes you can be in the will of God, but also find yourself um, under the pressures of perfection and feel like you have to seek people's approval um, to, to feel successful. And, you know, in the middle of that season, I found myself lacking joy in the very thing God created me to do. You know, I found myself with increased anxiety. I was unable to switch off at night. I was unable to sleep. Um, which you guess all those things added up meant that I was exhausted, I was so tired, and you know it took um, me going away for a, on a holiday for a couple of months, and in that time of like being away from everything else, um, I was able to switch off and I was able to spend time with God, and he changed the way. I was thinking, you know, it says in the word, word, renew your mind. And in that moment, God got to renew my mind. And in that, in my exhaustion, God was my only solution. During that time of reset, he changed my way of thinking regarding rest. He took all my guilt away from that. And I think it's important for us, even as Christians, to remember rest is worship. Rest and leading from that place is so important for us. When we live in a world that's constantly moving, telling us we've got to work harder, we've got to be better, but resting in God is what gives us what we need to move forward and also to heal and to get rejuvenated. So God did that for me. And then He told me this. He told me that everything, everything that I was striving for He had already had for me. And I think it's important for us to remember that, that when we're striving and exhausted, just remember that God has everything we need. He loves me. He loves you, right? He accepted me. He approved me just as I was. And I didn't need to prove myself, my worth and value to others. All of these things I gain and you gain because we are sons and daughters of God. Amen. So what did Jesus do for us? I think we have to remember as Christians what Jesus has done and remind ourselves that when we're feeling in seasons that we are striving, we need to remember these things and reflect on them. The first one is we need to remember that Jesus died and rose again for us. Let's never take that for granted, church. Amen? He paid the price for our sin. He purchased our salvation so that we could be right before God so that nothing... Nothing, nothing could separate us from Him. He did it for a relationship, access to Him so we could talk to Him, not just as a father, but as our best friend. He is our weapon. Let's not take that for granted, church. Let's not take for granted what He did for us so that we can have access to Him so that nothing could separate us. Um, spend time with Him. Get his perspective on the things that we desire or the things that we want to outwork in our lives. The second thing is if you're taking notes, the first one, he died and and rose for us. The second one is he gives us the free gift of grace. It says in Ephesians 2 8 to 9, and then NFE, it says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourself. We don't get this. It's from what God has given us. It is a a gift of God, not by works, so that nobody can boast. You can see the grace is a gift, amen? Jesus purchased it by his precious blood. The bill has already been paid. You can't achieve it in your works. It's only attainable through your faith and belief in Jesus Christ. So, we need to ask ourselves, why do we work to work ourselves to a place of exhaustion and anxiety to save ourselves by our own works, not when Je- we got to remind ourselves that Jesus has already paid it for us. Amen. So my third point is, this is one of my favourite, is that we are adopted as sons and daughters. We are adopted as sons and daughters and we need to remember our position in Christ. We need to remind ourselves, who is our Father? He is God. He is the Lord of Lords. And this one, I love this one. I want you to meditate on this one this week, is that He is King. And so uh, what does that make us? That makes us royalty. So no man can tell us who we are, um, you know, because we are children of the king. So we don't get our identity from magazines, from people or what society portrays that we should be. We get our value and identity from the king as sons and daughters, as prince and princesses. We need to walk in that. And, you know, we don't seek the world on what success looks like. We don't seek the world and what success looks like because even when you, you want to measure God by what the world says success is, remember what we said before, the definition, success by the world is the attainment of wealth, favour, prominence and superiority. Well, okay world, well you tell me who is more favoured than our God? Who has more riches than Him? Who has more prominence and superiority than our God? Nobody, right? So why do we look to the world on how to be successful? Even in their eyes, in their eyes our God is more successful. So why would we look to anybody but God on who we need to become? Because we are sons and daughters, but He is greater than anyone. The fourth thing is renewed purpose. Is that because we are sons and daughters, you know, we, we have a renewed purpose in Him. We go from building my kingdom to building His kingdom, we have purpose. We are here for a reason. There's people walking around this this earth not knowing that they are here for a reason, but we have a reason, you know. And in doing so, by building His kingdom, our God is so good. He looks after us, and He still builds our lives. It says in Matthew six nine to ten. We know the Lord's Prayer. How great is it? Let's read it together. Our Father in heaven, our Lord be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth that is in heaven. Our purpose is we want to see that come to earth. Amen? And the other scripture I want to read you is Matthew 6 It says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. And God has promised us this, that when we seek his kingdom first, he will look after us. So we need to ask ourselves a question when we try to build our own kingdom and do it ourselves is do we really trust him? Do we trust God that as we put him first in our life and seek him, that he's going to look after us? Can we let go of control? Oh man, I find that hard. Let go of control and trust God that as we put Him first, He's going to take care of the rest. It's not like God's not going to bless us. We're not going to have good things in our life. But we can trust that as we seek Him first, that He'll take care of the rest. So knowing this, how does this change our striving? What does this mean for us today? You know, in the dictionary, I love this. The opposite for striving has these words. They include make peace, yield, and surrender. Isn't it interesting that the English language, the opposite of striving, is surrender? So when we stop, to st- we stop trying to strive for our achievements and simply surrender to the Holy Spirit, that is when he can really take over our lives. Surrender. The next thing is assignment and appointment. Um, once we come from a place of surrender, we have access to his anointing. Oh, man, I'm so grateful for God's anointing. And, when he, and so that when he gives us assignments and tasks to further his kingdom, we get to partner with the Holy Spirit. And then, because we are partnering with him, we can achieve the things that he has given us. We are not meant to do it in our own strength. We're not meant to strive and get worn out in doing the process. But when we stay close to the Holy Spirit, He can tell us what we need to do on that season. And we can outwork that thing in His strength and not our own. It's really interesting also when you unpack the New Testament. After the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were able to outwork the Great Commission and their assignment that God had given them. And it's interesting to see that miracles followed after them as they followed their assignment? What has God got for you as you trust in Him? What miracles does God want to do in your life as you follow Him and seek Him first? I believe that, you know, we should be a church that lives out of Acts 2. As we, put, as we trust in God and His Holy Spirit, I believe that miracles, more miracles will come out of our lives. Amen? The other thing is that when I am weak, He is strong. So 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, come on. But He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ may. Power, Christ's power may rest on me, amen? we got to remind ourselves that God works best in our weakness and in our imperfections. And that doesn't mean we don't try to improve ourselves or try to be more like Christ. That's, that's, not, that's not what grace is. Grace isn't just, I can do whatever I want so that I can just receive God's grace and He can do great things in life. No, it's when we strive to be more like Jesus and in that, He then, when we fail... When we all fall short, which is what we do, God's grace can take us further. So, um, so we all fall short, but God in all His power can begin to work in our weakness. Then we can see supernatural things happen in that area. We, need, we know in the end, and people know that it couldn't be done within our own strength, but it's all because of God. And you know what? God gets all the glory, which I love. So I just wanted to read this other scripture. Which I used to love reading as a teenager. There's many times I know it's just me. I felt so unqualified to be used by God. And today I want to read it to you in the message. And it says in one Corinthians one twenty-seven, taking these words, Church. It says, take a good look, friend, at who you were when you got called into this life. I don't see many of the brightest and the best among you. Not many influential. Not many from high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooked and exploits to abuse those and and abuse? Chose the nobodies to expose the hollow presentation of somebodies. That makes it quite clear that none of you can get. With blowing your own horn before God, everything we have, right thinking, right living, a clean slate and a fresh start comes from God by the way of Jesus Christ. That is why we say if we're going to blow a horn, blow a trumpet of God. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, praising for that, right? There's so many times that I have felt not good enough, but I'm reminded by this scripture that God wants to use, use us even when we don't feel we're good enough. If you ever feel disappointed that you're not perfect or good in an area, simply surrender it to God. What's the worst that can happen, right? Surrender it to God. Allow Him to work in that area of your life, and you will be surprised what happens when you take a posture of surrender. When we're humble before God and we stop striving. And we ask for help because the Holy Spirit is our helper. And we need to remind ourselves that God works best in our weakness when we surrender it to him. Can I please have the band up? How amazing are they? Before we finish, I just want us to think about one more thing. If we were to think about a biblical example of success and achievement, there's a few things people we could choose from, but I want to focus on Paul. The Apostle Paul had all the achievements and credentials. He had everything in his time to boast about who he was. He was a citizen of Rome, which was pretty high up back in those days. He was a Pharisee. He was an upright citizen. You know, he persecuted Christians because he thought uh, that's what God's work looked like, which obviously made him super popular in his time. He was a man of position and power. But after his transformation of meeting Jesus, he decided to leave all that behind because he considered it nothing compared to knowing Christ. It says in Philippians 3, 8 to 10, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. For what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Lord, Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on a basis of faith. What we see here is that Paul had so much to boast about, even after he had his transformation with Jesus, when Jesus found him and changed his life even after he did great things for God. But he didn't allow that to define him. He tells us here, the most important thing in our lives is our relationship with Jesus. So my question for you today is, do you know Jesus? Do you know of him? Is he Lord of your life? And I want to give you an opportunity today that maybe, maybe it's your first time to church or you haven't been here for a while or you're far away from God. Today, you can make a decision to follow Jesus. If you're tired of performing, let me encourage you today, you don't need to strive for God's love. He loves you. He sees you. And you know what? He's created you for an incredible reason and for a great purpose. I love this about our God, but He'll never leave you. He'll never give up on you. And it says in the Bible, all you need to do is believe in your heart Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll be saved. What an incredible gift. So if that's you today, I just want to give you the opportunity to do that. And everything that we've been talking about today will be applicable to you. But so you're not alone with everyone's uh, head bowed and their eyes closed. Before we pray that, if that's you, if you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, you want to accept Him into into your heart today, would you just respond by... Just putting your hand up. It's just you and God in this moment. It's just you and Him. If you'd like to accept Jesus into your life, would you just raise your hand? Yep, I see that hand. You can pop it down. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I see that. Anybody else? God loves you. You don't have to strive anymore. His love is unconditional, He's so faithful. Anybody else? Fantastic. Well, so you're not alone in praying this together. We as a church, we're all going to pray this together. Let me remind you, church, that as we pray this together, can you pray it boldly and loud? Because let us not forget what this moment was like for us. Let's stand with these people as, as they accept Jesus into our life. So everyone together, let us pray. Dear Lord, Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Please come into my life. I want to be adopted into the family of God I believe Jesus you died and rose again for me So please take over my life, over my life. as Lord and Savior As Lord and Savior help me to follow you help me to follow you all of my days, all my days. in Jesus name in Jesus name and everybody said Amen. Come on let's praise him Thank you Jesus I am a Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can connect with us at shilochurch.com.au.